Back to Resistance Chicks. We are hosts Leah and Michelle for a very special episode of Resistance Chicks. I don't think we've ever done anything quite like this before. Yeah. Um, we try not to touch on any of the sports issues, kind of main news. Yeah. But something happened to us last night. And so Leah and I kind of feel like we have to like we have to cover this. We have to 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 come to you guys and talk about this. And I'm really kind of shocked, and we're going to get into kind of some uh, more of the God angle of all of this, but but before we get to all of that, we're just going to give you the surface news reporting of what has happened, um, but leading up to that, while we're waiting for everybody to get here, we have something in Cincinnati that they did for the first time this year called the Chris Kringle Market. It's for Christmas, and I've been wanting to go. Didn't look like we were going to be able to go, and Leah said, Michelle, they're doing one last night on Monday night. But they're going to end it early because of the Bengals game. Leah had read online that the Bengals were playing the Bills. She knew that they were playing the Bills. But for some reason, Leah interpreted that they were going to be away and not in town. That they were just going to, you know, sports in Cincinnati is a religion. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. And so it made perfect sense to us that the Chris Kringle market would shut down early for an away game. Right? That, that that was not out of the uh, realm of possibilities for us. So we're driving downtown and we're noticing that the traffic's pretty heavy for a Monday night. And I'm thinking, this can't be for the last night of the Chris Kringle market. Right. And we're kind of going, oh my gosh. So we're like, Leah, did you look up if this is an away game or a home game? And she's like, oh shoot, it's a home game. So we find ourselves driving through a sea of Bengals fans and a few Buffalo fans. and a few Buffalo Bills fans, by yeah. the way, in their blue and red. We even teased like maybe we should just go to the game because we were wearing red. Like, <laughs> I said I'm wearing red for like Christmas, and Matt's like, "Well, you could be Buffalo Bills." Yeah. So yeah. no, you can't be a Buffalo's Bill fan in Cincinnati. Uh, so anyway, so we're we're driving around there, and we decided parking is the, the where the Chris Kringle Market was is right downtown by the stadium. Yeah. So parking was going to be impossible. Mm -hmm. And we were running late anyway. We had tried to get there an hour earlier, but we've had hawks attacking our chickens. So we were hanging string. Life on the homestead is never boring. So anyway, so we're just kind of like, God, why on earth did you have us drive all the way down here? This is what we were thinking at the time. All the way down here just to drive. And, it, and, and when you're driving through all of that, Kansas Cowboy gets a whole host of kudos in my book. If you're headed just for a parking garage, it's not that bad. But we were trying to get, like, just kind of drive past the Chris Kringle Market to even see it. So it was just, it was pure chaos. Mm -hmm. And everywhere we look, we're seeing Bengals gear, Bengals gear, Bengals gear. So we're, like, in the midst mm -hmm. of all of this. And then we left town. We left downtown. It's like a, you know, 30-minute drive from our house. And just kind of, like, scratching our heads, like, Lord, why would you send us all the way down there? Mm -hmm. Now, we decided because <laughs> we didn't have a lot of time. Uh, we don't have a lot of time in our life to kill two birds with one stone. We're like, well, if we can't do the Chris Kringle market, I've been wanting to go to a movie since my birthday. It's been like two months. This is how often we go to the movies. We, don't, we just don't go very often. And uh, so we decided to go and see Avatar because we were thinking about doing that at some point. Anyway, uh, note to self, no one needs to see that film because it's a bunch of naked people. <laughs> they're all naked. Maybe don't take your kids to see Don't it. take, they're all naked people. All right. Um, but so we went and saw Avatar, very long movie. We come out of the theater and then all of a sudden I'm looking at my phone and everyone is talking about this Bills player 
Damar Hamlin, uh, having collapsed on the field. So I watched the blow so many times. I, I he he gets hit, he gets up, and down he goes. So he's number three. You're gonna play it a few times. I'm gonna, it's just gonna keep playing. And there have there's a couple of angles. It's 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 a this is what I typed out. Now Leah and I have given up football over the years. Uh, it's been about ten years since we were Bengals fans, like any kind of sports fans, you know, just to kind of devote your life to God because we realized that when the Bengals lost, our entire day was like a gut punch. As a matter of fact, the next day you wake up on Monday and you're sad. Um, that's that's not healthy and it's not what God would have for us. So we gave up sports. That being said, we used to watch the Bengals, what I would say is religiously. I would say that. Religiously. Would, well, we would we would do craft shows and we would come down and we would listen to them on the radio even. When we, when we couldn't watch it. So we were huge, huge, huge Bengals fans. So we have a um, kind of, a, not an authority, but we're not immune to the effects of watching something like this happen. I mean, it's mm. just absolutely, it's awful. So having seen several football blows over the years, mm -hmm. and I don't count myself as a football expert by any sense of the, the, the term at all. Um, I think my cousins would, would make fun of me because um, they know so much about sports and especially the Bengals. But this is a routine blow. It's, it's a hard blow, but you see these Game after game after game, time after time after time. This is a what I would call routine blow. They are coming out and they are blaming. Um, oh shoot, what's his name? I think his name is. Um, well, the player that tackled him. Yeah, it was at. Um, I think it's like Lee number eighty-five. And they're they're saying, oh, the Bengals were playing dirty last night. You know, I don't know the uh, 2023 Bengals. <laughs> In my history, I've never seen the Bengals they, play dirty. They've never, they don't have their ability. We're not like, the Steelers. They're not, they don't have it in them to do like hard hits, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not, it's not a thing. So um, maybe they were, maybe they weren't, I, whatever. But this was just a regular blow. This was not playing dirty. That's, this is how you would do that. Okay. Um, and then DeMar gets up and he collapses and the, the, one of the reasons why we are, and I'm going to get off that because I know y'all have seen that enough, but you have to watch it several times to kind of go, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. um, Leah and I come at this from so many different angles, and we may step on some toes. So if you don't want your toes stepped on, just watch the first half. But we do come at it from a lot of different angles. But I will say we are praying for Damar Hamlin. This is awful. Anybody collapsing um, on field for any reason whatsoever is just absolutely devastating. And you guys should be praying for him as well. Um, but I want to read something that was shared by a fan who was there. Um, and they said, let me tell you what you didn't see on TV. Not one Bills fan or one Bengals fan left their seat. The entire stadium was almost silent. The entire Bills team was around the ambulance. The entire Bengals team was down on one knee. Many in this person's section, Bills fans and Bengals fans, broke out in prayer. This person sat and cried with a Bengals fan, hugging each other so tight. The teenage Bengals fan in front of this person ran to get <laughs> them more tissues and uh, made sure that they didn't need anything else. 
I saw grown men crying and strangers linking arms. So many Bengals fans cried around the Bills fans offering support. The shocked look of every single fan showed the devastation. The walkout of the stadium was very somber, eerily quiet, and honestly, just sad. So that's a pretty bleak um, or somber, Mm -hmm. you know, sober, sobering take on, on what happened there. So Leah, do you have anything else that you want to say before I get kind of into the deeper stuff? I know you've got um, some footage there. Yeah, I I have so many things So go ahead and bring up my, um, tweets, but what I want you to play first is, um, the, um, the video where after he's hit, everyone on the field gets together and they kneel and they pray. And I recognize that, um, and I'll just, I'll just go through them if you pull me up one and then let me take it from there. Whichever first one you want me to play. Whereas, you know, one of the things that I thought of was everyone is an atheist (laughs) until you're in the foxhole. Yeah. It's really good. And everyone is an atheist until you need a miracle. Yeah. Because this guy was hit and he received CPR for nine minutes. Wow. That meant that they didn't have a pulse for, and he was not breathing on his own. Yeah. For nine minutes and he's still not breathing on his own. Right. So he basically died. Yeah. We're watching a man die. Right. And I think what, that's why it hits you so that why it would hit the, those in the stadium so hard. Because you can feel it. He's dead. Right. He's dead. He's legit dead. They brought him back to life. Yeah. But he was he was medically dead. Yeah. And Steve Kirsch actually says he was brain dead. Probably. And, and that's I think that's one of the deeper levels to why this hits so hard, right? Because you at, watch an injury and you can kind of go. It's like you know it's an injury. You can and play this while you're talking. Um, um, let's Leah. Let's take this a little bit deeper for our viewers who maybe aren't Christians or not strong Christians, and they don't understand that in life and in death. There is something spiritual that is tangibly felt. I don't think that the stadium so is soul, reacting like, here's this the way. Thing. When somebody is in that position, like their soul, is it going? Is it staying? Is it going? Is it and staying? And I think that is that was going? palpably felt. And you can feel that because you are, when you For die. For one person in an entire stadium of yeah. people. For, and everyone can feel. Everyone can feel this. This soul is either leaving us or it's staying. Yeah. The look on these players, is this soul going to stay? Is uh, this soul staying with us? He's 24 yeah. years old. Is this soul going to be with us? Yeah. Because these bodies, the, you know, he could end up with a spinal injury. He could end up in a wheelchair, but he'll still be Damar. Okay. But if he's gone, he's gone. Right. So we, I think that one of the, I think that if there's something good that can come out of this yeah. is for all of us to take stock of your life right that life is precious and and what you see here is that while they're working on the guy because they actually tried to take him away yeah. but they couldn't because they had no heartbeat yeah he wasn't breathing and so they were like no we they, they actually put him into the ambulance yeah and they said we can't we have to get him on the ground to do chest pre- uh, um compressions Compression. because you need you the need force that, of the yeah, ground to, really to do intense. the chest pre- compressions because they're like i need this guy to live watch this whole thing because um everybody kind of gets around him to
tempted to pray and watching everybody take a knee is just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think that. <sighs> Thank you, Patriot Gallery. Many <laughs> things that we have gone through over the past two years. Yeah. Okay. Can you, you're going to bring it back up. I'm bringing it back up right it, now. I know. Talking about it. They need to see it. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out, SG Commander. Good job, buddy. All right, wait. Did I just... There we go. Here we are. So, you want me to play this whole clip again? Well, yeah, and I think there might even ones. be... Uh, yeah, I know. Wait, no. There, um, just the fact that everybody... This is very strange. Right, so someone had shared... You know, some of the four, the, the top four scariest um, injuries in NFL history have all happened on the same field. I don't agree with that, but I think that it was, uh, was it Ben Raffensperger? His injury was on the Bengals field and there was two other ones I'm not sure of. Um, I think that the, the problem is, is that football in and of itself is a very dangerous sport. Now, if you're a regular mm -hmm. resistance chicks viewer, you're going to know where we're going to kind of end up with this near the end of, of the show, but I don't want to get there just yet. Uh -huh. Um because I just want to give this the dignity that it deserves. Mm -hmm. The the like you said, there's no atheist in foxholes, mm -hmm. and the fact that this entire stadium turned to start to pray because they can feel mm -hmm. life and death. Yeah, and so guys, yeah, yeah, you we can... need to take stock. Right. Of our lives. So when we're looking at this and, and, and the, the giant stadium and the and all the individual lives that were there and yeah. one life being weighed in the balance. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's praying, right? He's on his feet. He's on his knees and he's praying. And it should take more. It should take less than this right. to get us to this pray. This is about DeMar Hamlet. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream that a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career. And there's probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times, in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm -hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player, right? This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I, um, I dealt with this before and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was gonna make it. And now this team has to deal with that and they have no answers. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I think that 
we get upset at our favorite fantasy player <laughs> or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money, we should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. Yeah, that, that, those are some wise words there. And I've got another clip here. We are still covering the, the tragic news of DeMar Hamlin uh, in critical condition. We're expecting a press conference soon. We'll be updating you. We got this statement from the NFL and the Players Association. This is what they said. The NFL PA and everyone in our community is praying for DeMar Hamlin. We have been in touch with the Bills and Bengals players and with the NFL. The only thing that matters at the moment is DeMar's health and well-being. Joining us now is TJ Moe, former NFL wide receiver. Uh, TJ, uh, thank you so much for joining the program. We are praying for you, brother, and as well as the entire NFL community. Um, when, when you saw the hit, when you saw... Uh, him not get back up um, after collapsing. What went through your mind? Well, so I'm from St. Louis, um, and we had a hockey defenseman named Chris Pronger. 1998, he took a slap shot to the chest, and it was very close to what we saw here. He got up, was fine. Two skates collapsed. His heart had skipped a beat. He was out unconscious for 20 seconds. And, you know, he was back four days later, but it was very scary. So we've seen some of this where you sort of have the blunt force and it knocks people out. Now, this obviously a little bit different. Uh, they did not have to give Chris Pronger CPR. They were giving him CPR. But, you know, the uh, I was watching. There wasn't a whole lot of debate. Once upon a time, I think there would have been debate. But there wasn't a whole lot of debate whether or not to cancel this game. I think the NFL was just buying time trying to figure out if – they thought he was going to be okay. They sort of gave their five minutes to warm up thing saying, you guys do something while we figure out what we're doing here. But, you know, the, the decision to cancel the game was, was really obvious to me um, if you believe in the power of prayer. Because yeah. you cannot tell me, as and the entire team, both teams, I think, were kneeling down in prayer. If you believe in the power of prayer, then you understand that all of those guys, they're all best friends, certainly teammates, you cannot expect me to go figure out how to conquer cover two when I have an opportunity to intercede with prayer for my friend during his most needed time of his life. And you're seeing it on the screen now. Like, that's what these guys were doing. And, and I, it would have been dangerous to go back into this game. So the NFL made the right call. I don't think there's any reason people should be upset with the NFL for taking a while to make the call. No harm, no foul. Nobody was out on that field. It would have been dangerous for guys trying to play after that. I actually think there would have been significantly more injuries if that did happen. The right thing happened and everybody now, I, I just read a tweet from uh, Joe Danman of Fox 19 in Cincinnati. He said, the Bills are getting on a plane and they're going home. They're not staying, sticking around for this week to, uh, to try to play the game again. They're all in prayer, trying to make sure that they're interceding on their teammate's behalf. You know, TJ, what you just said was so profound. I mean, for all the talk in our culture that we have lost faith, that we have turned away from God, I mean, there was a clear unison corporate prayer for DeMar. And it wasn't just the players on the field, it's people in the stands. Um, you look on social media, people were offering their prayers. There is still some good. Uh, within the American culture right now. And I think we're witnessing that right now, everybody is stopping and praying for DeMar and his family. 
And I think that's an ex excellent point. The the uh, what's the old saying? There's no such thing as an atheist in the foxhole, right? When it, when it comes down to uh, potentially final moments, everybody's in prayer. If you don't believe in God, you're hoping there's a God in prayer. Um, if you spend any amount of time on Twitter, to your point about social media, you understand it's it's a cesspool of just mm -hmm. vile people tearing each other down. And it's just a miserable place. I mean, I'm on Twitter often, but it's a miserable mm -hmm. place. And what you saw and what you see in moment of tragedies like this is a lot of people saying, praying for you, which is, you know, this is a country of Christian faith, you know, still around 70% of people mm -hmm. in America claim to be Christians, according to Pew Research Center. So, you know, uh, sometimes it takes tragedy, yeah, unfortunately, well, to okay. get us here. Uh, but but this is if there is such a thing as silver lining, this is it. Seeing that, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw that on a football field. You'll see you'll see a few guys at, at center field occasionally before the game or after the game. Maybe it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys. This was a stadium in prayer trying to intercede to in, in hopes that, um, you know, God would heal or save this young man's life. And I think that's a big deal. Shouldn't be ignored. So powerful. TJ, do you anticipate some changes to the NFL after this moment? I, I know it's kind of hard to make a prediction on that because we don't know the outcome. Maybe we get some more information uh, from this press conference that we're, in, we're expecting to give us an update. Um, but do you see any changes coming? I don't think so. I mean, you, you look at the hit. The, the NFL has done everything they, they can. They've bent over backwards. So I have so many thoughts after this. So, um, and I hope I don't forget them, but if I do, that's fine. And then God knows. You know, you watch all those players take a knee and get down collectively and corporately start to pray. And, you know, from a conservative standpoint, one of the things that we've dealt with over the past, you know, four years or so is looking at all these, um, what was it, Colin, um, oh, shoot, the Neil Kaepernick, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, um, whatever his first name was, you know, taking a knee, not standing for the, um, anthem. the national anthem. And, you, and so you see that the NFL has been kind of taken through the, the ringer and used as a kind of political tool on both sides, I would say. Um, and so to see these people taking a knee for the appropriate reasons, mm -hmm. for when you actually should bow, here's the deal. In my humble opinion, there is only one thing in the entire universe that you should ever bow to, or you should ever take a knee to. When when uh, Moses was greeted by the Lord, and he says, take off your shoes because the place that you stand is holy ground. Why do you take a knee? Why not just gather and hold hands? Why not just gather and stand around? You take a knee because you are going before almighty God, creator of the universe. And you are saying, I am not worthy to come and make this submission to you, but I am asking you to hear my cries, to hear my prayer. And so when a Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, he's bowing to his God. Okay. And so these people took a knee to bow before God Almighty, and I find that and to Colin be incredible. Kaepernick took a knee to divide and to destroy. Yeah, and these people took a knee to heal. Exactly, 
Exactly. And to unify. Right. So I do want to play um, a little bit, a video here, just so you guys know who he is, because he actually, um, he has, he had a, 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 a toy drive. Actually, this is, I have a better one here. Hang on. Um, at 24 years old, he grew up kind of in the hood in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. in the projects. And he has, in years past, had a toy drive for kids in his Pennsylvania town. Now, the toy drive, I'm going to get the numbers, is like a million dollars now. <laughs> Raising funds for the toy drive. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's toys yeah, for like a couple of communities. Just have good vibes around some good people. You know, me, I'll be there. Uh, a couple of my teammates will be there. You know, just seeing just seeing role models in person, like I said before. Uh, I, feel that, I feel like that's big in kids' lives. And that's something that we haven't always had in Pittsburgh. Just being younger and just seeing the difference from some people who had that role model in their life. Uh, it could be you, all you gotta do is just work hard, stay focused. I'm thankful that I can even be in this position to give back. I can't really remember too many people that that got in front of me to show me like, this is the way to go, this is the way to do it, you know? So I really feel like it's important for me to do it um, because I know the difference uh, it can play in a kid's life, you know? Even if it's just meeting me one time, it could it could have a big impact on their lives to you know keep them out of trouble along the along the line down the road. He's a person who would be the future man of the year for the NFL, surely. Wow. Like, this isn't the kind of guy, so far from what, what's coming out, he hasn't, he's not been arrested on drug charges. Yeah. Like, he's actually helping the community. So you guys have to see this GoFundMe. Um, it's called uh, the Chasing Ims Foundation okay. Community Toy Drive. Now, when DeMar comes back out, and he will, I hope. <laughs> He's going to have a lot of money. <laughs> Five million dollars! To do a lot of good in his community. <laughs> now, in previous years, I think he raised like ten to $20,000. No way. Okay, so um, you had pulled up the... So this wait, like, wait, wait. Yeah, these... The top donations. $20,000. I looked him up. He's a college football Hall of Famer. All right, Sam, Sam Malley. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady at ten grand. Um, prayers from Carpet Man Flooring. 
That's a little advertisement there. Um, I mean, this is huge. You got a lot at 5,000, 4,000, 2,000, 2,500. This is crazy. This is crazy. Um, and he's, he seems like a good guy. Like he mm-hmm. just on this, on just on the surface, right off the bat, uh, DeMar seems like a good guy, which I think is another reason probably why people are rallying behind this so much. Yeah. Go ahead over here. All right. So also wanted to show you a video. Here's the Bills fans here um, leading a prayer vigil. Really speak the word. And so Lord, from where you are on your throne in heaven, would you speak the word and bring healing and restoration I I don't think I don't think there's anybody that can have a dry eye hearing people say God will you bring healing and restoration to Demar's body right like there is something happening here that is just a little bit different than I've seen before here's a picture of him this is him uh, running off the field to give before he got injured obviously giving hugs his mom that's his mom yeah oh my gosh she looks like she could be a sister I know Love you, Ma. Got my picture, my baby, right here. Okay, close that out. So I wanted to bring the human side of all of this. Um, Bengals long snapper Cal Adamitis, who played with Demar Hamlin at Central Catholic and Pitt, said that when Cincy was updated on Hamill's status, Joe Burrow, our quarterback was the first one to speak up and ask if the team could visit the Bills locker room and express their concern and support. Um, and support, even though he was a dude who had 8 billion offers coming out of high school and I was just fighting to get on the field. He always treated me with respect. No matter what your role on the team was, he treated you with dignity. He said uh, he led by example, type of captain who earned teammates respect by the way he prepared and took care of his body. He was a pro before he was actually a pro. That was one of the reasons why he was one of our team captains at Pitt. Um, Pittsburgh University. More from uh, Cal Adamitz, who played with him at uh, Central Catholic. If there's anyone that's capable of pulling through and coming out of this other side, it's him. So he was a team captain. He was actually a role model type guy. Um, and so that, that, that kind of makes it a little bit almost easier for people to pray for him, right? Um, no, seriously. You know, and uh, yeah, so I think... So... So now that we've kind of covered the the story part of it, I mm-hmm. want to get into what I think the Resistance Chicks viewers are here for. I ha- Like I said, I have so many thoughts on this. The very first one that everyone is sharing is what was his jab status? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is a, is a valid question and deserves to be asked mm-hmm. um, because we have been watching players in all sorts of sports, mostly mm-hmm. soccer, or the European version of football. Not version, but that's what they call football over there. Um, wait a minute. Let me finish this thought before you get to that. Uh, they've been falling and collapsing like this in games all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the entire world has not stopped to pray for these people. Mm. And I find that mm. sad and disturbing you know you're right. We have been showing footage. Why is it that they everybody stopped to pray for well, him? I have an answer. And okay. and and some of our viewers who are sports fans, I kind of wanted you to bring up that picture where you're talking may about. May not like my answer to that. But it w- I can't come on here and not want to hurt people's feelings and not tell the truth because if I really love you, I will tell you the truth. 
football has become a religion, professional football, college football has become a religion in the United States. And so I don't know that we've seen, I don't think we've played any professional football, um, NFL footage of players collapsing on the field. No. For after the after being juiced. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's been Mostly all these soccer. other sports that not as many people follow and not just that they, a ton of people follow soccer. Put your heart and soul and religion into this. Put heart, soul, soccer is a religion around the world. It is. It but is. here in the United States, it is not to the degree of football. Right. But the people But here in, so I'm saying here in the United States we so are not covering this. No, not be, well. That may have something to do with no, it. No, what I'm saying is that do you, are you saying that maybe we they, these people prayed because they're Christian? Because I'm not talking about the prayer. I'm talking about the coverage and the the reason why it hurts. I know so but... bad. Let me finish my okay. thought and then you can ask your questions because okay. maybe I'll answer some of your questions as I finish this this round of thoughts here. In the Old Testament, we see how. Worshiping God Almighty was often mixed together with the worshiping of other gods. Mm. And it became kind of this one religion and the feelings and the emotions that go along with both. Mm. You could be serving God and you could have little gods and mm -hmm. idols in your house. You could be Jewish and have little gods and idols in your house. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately for I think a lot of Americans... The feeling that comes from sports, and I've been there, and I have felt it, and it's it happens on feeling. a Sunday. It's every Sunday, like a religion, like going to church. We go to church, we come home, we watch the game, right? And so we have we have mixed together these two religions of working, worshiping God Almighty and worshiping football. And so it's like, Leah, you know that I love sports fiction movies. Remember the Titans. Okay. Like I live for those movies. They are my favorite kind of movies, especially because we played sports growing up. Like I love them more than any other type of movie. Okay. Cause they usually only make ones about happy endings. And they, but they make you feel yeah. so not just good, but they make you feel, Empowered. they take you the highs and the lows and the, and all of the emotions involved. They are so inspiring. And so I think that the reason why we are seeing this reaction here in the United States over this is because we feel, and I will put myself because of my past and loving football and sports, we feel united mm -hmm. as sports lovers, mm -hmm. as we are one team mm -hmm. instead of, and then we come, and then it gets mixed together with mm -hmm. we are united as americans mm -hmm. mixed together with we are united as a christian nation mm -hmm. and so then you mix all of those things together and boom you've got the perfect storm of i feel this like he's my brother and we're family because of these other all of these three things and guys i don't think it's actually healthy now the reaction of the prayers Yes. Well, let's Healthy. put it. I think what you're trying, what you're getting at is, and my question to you is going to be: I know from watching, from from covering our world news, 
that soccer players yeah, 100%. and soccer fans feel even more mm-hmm. so than our football fans because they will fight each other. Mm-hmm. They will get take to the streets. Like I've never seen anything like a soccer fan. Right. Like soccer country fans. But not but America doesn't have the soccer fans it to the no, level that, no, that football. I'm no, is. Well, I'm just comparing two sports. Right. I'm saying that we've never seen a whole coliseum of soccer fans get down and pray. Right. For but I know that they feel for soccer like mm-hmm. more than people feel for football because yeah. I've seen the way they react. So you're saying that maybe the the, the reaction of prayer is it's because we're a Christian nation. We're a Christian nation. Amen. I would agree with that. Okay. And and so we're a Protestant Christian nation mm-hmm. that believes that your prayers matter and you don't have to go to a priest. Right. And, and you can so just go before God instantly. What I would say is this is good. We should all pray like this at a tragedy. We had in a car accident right outside of our house. I was mowing the lawn and I left to empty a bagger. Yeah. And like as, I'm, as I'm coming back, Right where my lawnmower was, 10 feet away, a girl flipped her car into a telephone pole. Yeah. Like, upside down. Like, I literally was gone for, like, you turned you know, for like three minutes or oh, something. Oh, that's right. You had left the thing. I was that's on right. my way back, and I and there she was. Like, right there. Here's my ba- Here's my mower, and here's the car. And I'm like, holy cow, right? And, uh, and, and the neighborhood got together, and we started to pray for her. And she walked away from that with some scratches and bruises. Uh, it was a bona fide miracle. And they had to get the jaws of life to get her out. I think that this is incredibly inspirational. Yeah. And I would say, use this momentum Mm -hmm. when you see tragedy anywhere. No, no. And so I want to take it. I don't want to badger people over the head right now. I want to bottle this inspiration because when I watched... Those men, grown men, right. get on their knees. My, I just swelled with tears of, of, I know that that's God. Amen. And so I want people to do that when a gang member is shot down on, in the streets of Philadelphia. That neighborhood, I like the neighborhood that he grew up in, the reason he's taking the toys there is because the children are fatherless and they're broken. Go, no, they're going in broken homes. No, you're hitting all the nails and, on all the and right And that's, hands. I want you guys to be like, okay, that you, you're sending $20,000 to this inner city toy drive. Great, great, great. Pray. Pray. I would say this. I would say Pray. this. Guys, no, let me, I just, and, and it's, it's, people may hate on me for saying this, okay? There's $5 million in that toy drive. If you were thinking about donating to it, take that money and find yourself a single mom. Yeah. Just pay it forward, okay? Right. There's $5 million in the toy drive. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go help maybe somebody in your... It's easier to send $25, 100 to a toy drive than it is to actually go find somebody and hand them some money and see that hurt and pain. So what I would say is... Not, not just taking these kinds of prayers to a drive-by shooting or whatever. Guys, where God is taking us going into 2023, all right? This is the third day. We're three days in, okay? This happened on the second day. Let's it's going to take... rise again. <laughs> Let's take this and recognize that we have the power collectively mm-hmm. to defeat all of this tyranny. 2020 and 2021 never needed to happen. If as soon as they came to us with these tyrannical things, we all stopped and we got on our knees and prayed collectively. We are all literally 
part of the body of Christ. And when I say all of us, I mean anybody that is a Christian, everybody that is a Christian, part of the body of Christ that does believe in the power of prayer, we can put a stop to all of these things. So when, whether it's sex trafficking, whether it's child abuse, molestation, um, single families, hunger, you know, government housing, all of these things, we should be doing this. Not just for an NFL player who God bless him and we are praying for his, his, his recovery, but why doesn't this reaction happen when a baby is aborted? Mm -hmm. Why doesn't this reaction happen when we see that a child has been molested or abused or and whatever? Is it, is it because make sure that you're it's not- It's because you feel this is your religion. Sure, <laughs> make sure that when you're praying for him and, and you want to pray for him, okay? That it's not because he's one of your gods in a coliseum. Exactly. And I want to read this from his family, um, from the family of Damar Hamill. On Hamlin. Hamlin. On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Damar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare workers and professionals. Um, the interaction means the world to us. And I do want to play this little clip here. Um... Uh, just a short clip here uh, about believing in the power of prayer. If we all used prayer, the power of prayer, the and way going that... to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, yes. the God of Jesus Christ. If we did that in every area, there's no stopping us. Can you hear it? They're praying on air. They're praying, They're praying on, air. on air on ESPN Live. And so. ESPN has been incredibly woke. Yeah. And I think that That's God's really hand good. went in there and Come shook on. them Boom. and is Whoa. pulling out their hearts and saying, guys, I am king of kings. You need to serve me. Now, we do have a show and, the, and we do need to kind of cover a little bit about what this could have been. Um, and so um, some doctors have said he suffered from commotio cortis where a blow to the chest at a precise moment in the electrical cycle stops the heart. Those trying to tie this to, okay, I'm not gonna read all that. This is, um, this is a possibility, but other people are ruling this out because football players wear um, all this padding around your heart. To keep that. And so that that blunt force has to has to actually hit the heart. Yeah. Um, so um, some people are saying that. So um, Steve Kerr says, based on talking to a number of medical experts, uh, very the very sad news is that it is likely that he died on the field. Um, and it should be that the jab is investigated. Um, medical experts uh, I consulted believe there is a high likelihood that he was brain dead for 10 minutes when he dropped to the ground. Um, the primary reason for this conclusion is uh, the nine minutes of CPR. It is simply very rare for someone not to be brain dead at that point. Um, we, our grandmother received CPR for a very long time and she, and, and, and she was just fine one morning and she like had a heart attack in the house um, after a really big bowel movement and she was already, she just come back from the hospital. Um, and she was fine. She was talking to me and she, and they did CPR and then, and we went to the hospital while they were still doing CPR and they had to tell us we can't do it anymore. Um, it is simply very rare for someone. I've moved my leg. Um, 
for not to be brain dead at the point. Nobody I talked to has ever heard of such a case. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. It just means it's rare. Uh, I pray that's not the case. Uh, for example, there was no news from the hospital that his brain was still alive. This would have been uplifting news for the crowd waiting uh, outside. Um, and uh, if he is brain dead, the possibility must be considered that the jab played a role. Uh, one medical expert said there's a 99% chance that it was due to the jab. Somebody had said that he had just been jabbed on the 26th of December. Um, the reason for this opinion is that an injury of this nature, a relatively mild blow requiring nine minutes of CPR and a failure of the defibrillator to revive him, is unprecedented um, if there wasn't some underlying condition. Now, that's the highlight. That's the word that I want to And highlight. so we don't know if it's a jab. We're not saying that, Facebook. Okay, we're saying that... There there had to be something more going on this like you said that that um cortis um thing what's it called Camutio it's a it's cortis. a tough word um that specific injury has to hit your body and be so forceful baseball players normally get it that it, it, to go that right it, here. Hit, it actually and they don't have padding your heart and it has no padding and they have a, so it, like a like this has to it has to kind of go into you in order for that to be the case and so if you have all that padding on that a football player wears mm -hmm. so if it wasn't that mm -hmm. then what was it uh, it could have been an aortic aneurysm caused by the jab an aortic aneurysm is a well-known side effect with the jab according to one medical expert um a ton of uh jabbed injured people had aortic aneurysms Note that the jab injuries and veyers are underreported. So some people observed Hamill looked pale and off at the beginning of the game, which would be consistent with that. An aortic rupture could be triggered by a sudden impact. So if he had an aneurysm and then the and then the aorta ruptures when it's hit, it's a possibility. We're just throwing things out there. The aorta carries blood away from the heart. A rupture here means blood would not be able to be pumped to his brain, even with CPR. Defibrillation wouldn't work either to restore blood flow to his brain. While they may be able to restart his heart, all that would do is create internal bleeding. Now, myocarditis, okay, um, could, so the jab could have caused some heart damage leading to an enlarged heart event. An adrenaline surge could lead to a uh, myocardial infarcation uh, where his heart could not be restarted. Um, and uh, comitio... Camocho. Camocho Cordis uh, was Dr. McCullough's initial thought. But then after consultation with experts, and I'm going to read Dr. McCullough. Dr. McCullough is the one of the leading Cardiologist. cardiologists in the entire world. Um, let's see where he said, um, I watched the play live as a fan and as a cardiologist. I saw blunt neck and chest trauma, a brief recovery from the tackle, and then a classic cardiac arrest. So he had this hit, he jumps up, and then he has a heart attack. So this is a, this is this is this is a series of events because it wasn't hit down. It yeah. was hit, jump up, I'm fine. Ooh, heart attack. Okay. Um we that's what we're thinking. What we're thinking, yeah. Uh, um or something. Could be the aortic aneurysm, things like that. Uh, I have communicated with one of the most experienced trainers in the world, and we agree that it was a cardiac arrest in the setting of a big surge of adrenaline. 
if DeMar Hamlin, uh, Hamlin indeed took one of the jabs, then subclinical uh, jab-induced myocarditis must be considered in the differential diagnosis. We have been told he was successfully defibrillated on the field and has been intubated and is not spontaneously breathing, which is consistent with um, exotic not going to say the word because I don't know how to pronounce it. And the nation plays for his uh, complete recovery. Peter got it right. Three hours after that, he said the Buffalo Bills confirmed he was confirmed he was correct. He suffered a the, so Demar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest. So it's very interesting that um, Peter McCullough is the one of the world's leading cardiologists. Yes. And so he uses the same terminology of other cardiologists. And so it says. They, they don't say heart attack. They say he suffered a car. So the, the bills say he suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. So he is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Uh, note that McCullough originally speculated that the injury that the Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin was due to commotio cordis, a phenomenon which a sudden blunt impact to the chest causes sudden death in the absence of cardiac cardiac damage okay so this is the absence of cardiac damage mm -hmm. uh the that's cordio uh cordis cordio. the time delay from the hit until the collapse is, is expected in commotio cordis peter believes that the ventricle um tachy, uh, tachy, tachycardia and uh, ventricular fibrillation, I'm never going to be a doctor, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> um, could have been set up by the jab if he took it. Uh, Hamlin was shocked back into rhythm. He now has exotic en encephalopathy. That's good. He's in critical condition at the hospital. And um, so let's just comment on the fact that because the entire world was watching. Mm-hmm. And everyone was right there. You know, we've covered a lot of these people that have collapsed on the field, but not really a follow-up on whether they died. Mm -hmm. They don't always die. Um, I am very glad for DeMar's sake that medical attention was given to him quite literally immediately. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then back to... This wouldn't be a resistance chick show if I didn't say this. We don't know whether he took the juice or not. He probably did. That's just a probably. I'm not saying 100% that he did. But if he did, my opinion would be that it, it is probably going to have had some effect on what happened to him. Can we say goodbye to Facebook real quick? And just say no. freely? So... No. So... <laughs> Be, but, you know, here's the deal. I want people to hear this, and I can say it in a way that can can be can be. Well, like, I do want to say here. goodbye to Facebook for. Okay, we will, we'll say goodbye in a second. The reason why we as conservatives are so upset about this is because, let's just say hypothetically, that what we all suspect happened to Demar did, that has happened to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. And it's not getting any attention. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't 100% pray for DeMar. Thank God that people were right there, that he was able to get the medical attention that he needed. But other people, this happened to them in their homes and no one was there and they just died. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's why we're so upset. 
That's why when something like this happens, our brains jump straight to what we think it probably was because we've seen it happen to countless other people whose voices were never heard and never spread worldwide. And I think that that's why to me, it's just, I, I'm just like standing here, like we've been shouting in a room, like going, like, like no one's listening. Like, look, this is what's happening. And no one cares until it happens to an NFL player live on television. And then they're like, oh my gosh, now this is a really big deal. Well, yeah, it is a big deal. It's a hundred percent just as a big a deal to happen to Demar as it was to the thousands of other people that it happened to who never so got let's to people to look pray at it. And then say goodbye to Facebook. Okay. Dearly Father, I thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy and the fact that Demar is alive right now as we speak. We pray that you keep him that way and not just keep him that way, but restore his brain function to um, bring him back to full health, that he will come out worshiping you and praising you and honoring you and giving you all glory in this, that this will be seen as a miracle that happened where everyone got together collectively and started to pray for someone who has had an issue of the heart. So Lord God, whatever the reason is that caused this young man to collapse on the field, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that he is um, a human being and we as fellow human beings ought to be praying for his life to uh, continue and for him to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And I just pray that the truth will come out in all of this, whatever that is. And no one will question it one way or the other. They'll say, yes, hundred percent. That's what it was. And that this will be a time of uniting and not dividing. And Lord God, I thank you that all of these people did get on their knees, that they bowed before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and they recognized that there is no other answer in all of this mm. but you, Lord. And we thank you for that. Yeah, I just pray for revival to spread. I pray this will not be a one-time event. I pray, Father God, that it won't take these kind of events to get people on their knees to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so all of y'all that are watching on Facebook, bunch y'all people there, if you want to finish the show and hear what you can't say on Facebook, then I'm going to drop the link in the chat to our Rumble stream. Um, so everybody that's watching on Facebook, just go ahead, click on that stream right there, dropped it right in the chat. Um, you can also go to Rumble, look at channels and go to Resistance Chicks, but it's easier just to click on that link right there. So we're going to say goodbye to Facebook and finish the conversation of stuff that you don't really want to hear on Facebook. Okay. All right, Leah, you may speak Okay, so if you want to bring this up, this is from uh, Walter M. Chestnut. Um, I think he's a doctor on, and he's been restored on Twitter. So uh, on Damar Hamlin and Dr. Sutter's diagnosis of the Commodio cortis, he says, I'm shocked that the Commodio cortis CC is named as the cause. Please examine the images carefully. In CC, ventricular uh, fibrillation, fib relation can be triggered by chest wall impact over the heart. Um, I don't think you retweeted it. Did you? Yeah. Or, did you, or you already had it up? Yeah. Okay, right there. I got it. Okay, so um, impact only over the heart and predominantly occurs uh, with impact over the center of the left ventricle. Uh, so just kind of keep that up. Um, although CC usually involves impact from a baseball, it has also been reported during hockey, softball, lacrosse, karate, and other sports activities in which a relatively hard and compact projectile or bodily contact is caused. You know, maybe karate, a karate kick right there to the heart, right? Right. Um, and he's saying that um 
it it's a it's triggered by the chest wall impact over the heart so mm -hmm. the chest wall over the heart you've got this padding and that should be enough to hold so you're not getting a blunt force trauma look at through that, that padding so that's again and i i don't know if i have the, do we have the baseball image up again where's that one at there it is um, so what we're looking at again, you see the heart wall there. It has to it be. It has to go through. It has an to bend the heart. It has yes. to bend like, the chest and I, cavity. Guys, Lee into and the I heart. are not doctors. This to me is simple science. Yeah. Okay. That's how we're off of Facebook. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> impact the person's uh, precordium. Uh, oh, I see. With the impact over the center of the left ventricle, although the CC usually involves these 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 particular sports and other sports. Um, where a relatively hard and compact projectile or bodily contact caused impact to the person's precordium. Uh, are we to believe that with all the padding that professional football players wear, the location of the heart and the location of the impact, that this was actually CC? Nonsense. Rapidly stated narrative, uh, errant response. Nonsense. Peter McCullough, and we sent him this, we, 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 uh, um, we read that. Um, we have been told, let's see. Let's see. Somebody says, uh, commotio cordis uh, occurs almost instantly at impact. There isn't much delay. He pretty much... With the collapse. Yeah, so he got up and his heart was beating for a little while, you know, 50 to 100 beats. And then he, you know... So somebody had said that he was uh, a doctor, tweeted out, I recently administered DeMar's COVID booster on uh, December 26th. And as a medical professional, I can assure the public he passed all screenings with flying colors. Um, but did you check him afterwards? Afterwards, so Doctor uh, Syed Hyder um, had said he should. It should have never have happened. Demar Hamlin's uh, collapse on the football field reminds us once again that sports players are collapsing at much higher rates than before. This is not normal. This is happening in the setting of the new mRNA technology recently injected into most, if not all, professional sports players in the world and most amateur players as well. Um, but what about the COVID-19 pandemic and what about long COVID? Uh, couldn't uh, those be blamed? Aren't those very variables also possible culprits? No. There was no rise in collapsing athletes, let alone deaths in younger age groups until after the vaccine rolled out. This is a vaccine error problem, not a COVID error problem. Also, we know from insurance industry death data that there is a spike in deaths immediately after a rise in vaccinations in a population. Another spikes five months later. Two tightly timed correlated spikes in deaths closely linked to the vaccination rollouts. So it's disingenuous to argue that there's something other than the shots. It is the shots until proven otherwise. You can't argue that the shots can't possibly cause this because they are safe and effective. They're not. Or because the mRNA degrades immediately. It doesn't. Or because the spike protein is harmless. It isn't. Or any of the plethora of scientific reasons given by um, Big Pharma. And then I do have a, um, I think there, I thought I had one up. Shoot. There was a list here. I had, I think it might have been, here it is under Steve Kirst. I just um, closed his out. I thought we were done with his. Sorry. Okay. He has a chart. Um, I think I was showing that for a little while. Where you shouldn't have been. Not on Facebook. Well, <laughs> I was. Okay. Um, I can bring Steve's back up. Yeah. I just want you guys to see the athlete collapse and deaths from 21 to 22. Um, and no, athletes were not collapsing and dying. They just were not. And you could actually go to Substack. Um Steve Kirsch too, right just to there. see it. Should be. Aren't these all yours? No, those are mom's. 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 Mom's doing something else while I'm doing my show. Do you see Substack? Yeah. 
Which that's one? one of them. I think it's most likely scenario. Here we go. Okay. Right. That's the one we had up earlier. Yeah. So no, athletes were not collapsing. Um, somebody is saying that um, we're probably at, you know, we're at uh, like a couple thousand at least. Um, athletes that have just collapsed. There it is. So we have a huge spike in athletes collapsing. So worldwide. it starts January 7th of 2021. And then it goes. So right in the middle here, we're looking at last December and January mm -hmm. and February, mm -hmm. right? So kind of a drop in but January. People aren't getting the vaccine at mu as much as they And then did. February and March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So right around that time, starting around September of 2021 through March of 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, we did actually see boosters roll out, Leah, this past August. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's why we see we're seeing kind of a a, a spike there. Um, chart reflects numbers of up to the 27th of November, 2022, 1,500 plus discovered, 1,000 plus dead. Um, so I also want to say that people who worship at, at an altar of something, you know, my mom just did a, um, uh, a video where she said, you know, a religion is something that you put your happiness in, that you talk about all the time, that you think about all the time, that, that you're focused on a lot. And if anything in our lives, I, one of the great things that came out of COVID was people were not putting idols like football or, and I'm not saying that football is an idol. I'm saying that it becomes an idol. Come on and preach. And the same it's, way that the this, love of money is the root of all evil. Exactly. I mean, I am not a fan of this sport. Okay. I feel like it is dangerous. And, and I don't know if it's just because big men die sooner, but professional football players, their average age of death is 59 years old. They die 20 years. Their, their average age of death is 20 years younger than the average male in America. Well, and then we've also, the the Will Smith movie that covered the concussions, the concussions issues and, and what happens as a, as a result of, you know, this the, is a brutal sport for entertainment. Exactly. And, exactly. And so I feel like when we, when you're watching grown men who have to eat all kinds of horrible food to get that big. Okay, because they want some, the linemen have to be huge. And I've met football players whose coaches are like, you eat, 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 eat. Okay, this is not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your body. Pause though. I, I don't, I want to be really not careful. Wait, That's not what? the right word. No, it's this, this wait. Is, where are I going? Going? Why are you I'm, pausing me? I'm, I didn't I'm even putting finish my a caveat sentence. on when it comes to football. All things are lawful, not all things are helpful. So I don't want to throw football under the bus, but guys. You have to admit that the NFL and the professional, the pro when you're doing it because of money, everything gets contorted. Well, so it's carry not on. even just money. They're, they pride. make high school boys. Yes, no, 100%. So, like, when it comes to sports, on, on the one extreme, they have wrestlers who starve themselves to get into lower weight class and boxers starve yeah. themselves and... I would say that like the total complete opposite. So football and sumo wrestling are like the same to me. And then there's j j like horse jockeys. Okay. Yeah. This is not normal. None of this is normal. And I feel like somebody should come and, and be able to say out loud. Okay. That 
turning your body into a into a blub of flubber, okay, and muscle, which is what they make these linemen do. Okay, have you seen some of these linemen? They make them eat. Have you ever, you've talked to football players. Have you talked to some college football players? I've talked to college football players. I had a youth pastor who was a college football player and his coach kept saying, you need to gain weight, you need to gain weight, you need to gain weight. And, and he was just absolutely huge and his health was not actually great. And so it was funny because he's like, I needed to drop weight. And so all he did was eat spaghetti and he dropped a bunch of weight. Wow. He dropped a bunch of weight because he wasn't eating all the greasy food. He you just ate Bradley? spaghetti. Yeah, Bradley Cooper or Bradley Reese. He just dropped a bunch of weight. And he he never, I would never say he was slim like or a small no, guy. he's a big guy. He's a huge guy. But, but these coaches are looking at these players in a lot of cases as assets mm-hmm. rather than what is best for your body. True. What is best for your mind? What is best for your soul? Well, and we see that again to harken back to how I talked about how much I love sports movies. Like I just, I really do like them. Okay? See, this kid is horrible. You know what? That kid is throwing up food. No, it's true. He it's, is spitting just to get all, down low. Especially in the professional sports movies that I've seen. You see. Those it's, are the it's, worst ones. Like, you know why it's so heartbreaking? Because at the drop of a hat, you mean nothing to these. You, your usefulness. Yeah. Is over especially the and then guys, you mean nothing to them and then the, the, the guys who get the concussions like readers digest actually did and um a really big breakdown and that's why i read about the concussions where it can uh you get the concussions and then it can make you violent yeah and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can, can like they hit their wives and different things like that which they wouldn't have before so, and so this is the side of football that and no one wants sports. to talk about because they just love it and this they, is what they i want to say it. if you are naturally doing something and this is natural for your body and you're pushing your body in a healthy way to go the distance okay but that's not what we see in most sports right okay um and i you actually kind of do see it in soccer because those people are like normal weight and they all seem pretty healthy they probably live a longer time you know but the football players are meant to bulk up the, the wrestling and the boxers and the MMA people, I've seen, like, uh, Rama, Ra- what's her name, Ronda Rousey. Um, she likes to be at, like, 160, 165, but her fighting weight's 135. You got to drop. I mean, that's not healthy for you to, to, to live pounds. like that. And re- with wrestling or any of these weight-restricted sports, um, where I know specifically because I was in Olympic-style weightlifting, um, the things that they would tell you to do, you drink tea, so you pee more. Um, if you need to, if you need to lose a pound or two, then you chew a bunch of gum and spit. This is not, this is not normal. This is psycho. This is psycho. And so if you're just watching people do like back in the day, they would have like, um, get togethers, like farm days, right? What would you call like a festival? Yeah. And like, barn raising. like men and women, like husbands and wives would work on sawing a log or you would have an ax, uh, you know, wood chopping contests, you know, things that you normally do, like the Highland games, you know, things that you would normally do. You'd find something that you would have in the forest and I, we're going to flip a log today, right? These things that you would normally do and then who's the best at what you normally do every day. Right. And that's, and, and, and we've kind of turned it into like this entertainment guys it's idol worship and I, I, i'll just yeah. try to be honest with you and that's one of the reasons why when when lee and i sat down to do this show and if you're just now joining us and you didn't see the first half i i would like to think that the first half of our video is what you were probably looking for but i think for our resistance chicks viewers um our regular viewers you want to hear this part and mm-hmm. that and that is this 
that as a nation, we are headed down a, a, a toilet bowl spiral, man. Like we are going down the tubes, down the toilet. I mean, we are smelling the stank as it mm -hmm. goes. Like that is where we are headed. And in the middle, and, and so COVID-19 showed everyone that we can live without professional sports, that we can live without Hollywood movies. Mm -hmm. And we and we had hoped that it wouldn't go back to that. But here we are, we're, we're headed back kind of in that direction. And after, you know, 9-11 happened, the entire world stopped. And what I find really fascinating is that this almost feels like that for one guy. And let me tell you now that we're off of Facebook, again, why I think that that is. Because we've taken this sport and we have combined it with our religion and, and we keep, we actually have, we worship different idols in our lives. And this for a lot of people, clearly not you guys that are watching, most of you, but this has turned into, this is my religion, God is my religion, money is my religion, you know, then my family is my religion, all mm. of these things. Mm. So this has, this has hit really hard in a nation because we're at a very sensitive time where people are, are starting to recognize, let's say um, as of January 1st, before this happened, I would say that the majority of Americans that call themselves Christians have been sensing this kind of calling of God to purify their lives. I've done two videos recently. Lee and I did one together and I did one by myself about God taking us out of the, the life that we are used to living and purifying us and taking us through the fires and drawing us closer to him to be ready. Y'all be careful for what I'm about to say. Well, I, what I'm about to say could be the whole video and should be cut in its own video and just go viral. What Lee and I have been saying for the past three or four months, maybe even longer, five or six, people are going to start dying. They're going to start dropping like flies in the streets because you can't issue a mass experimental drug on an entire population that has had no trials and you have no idea the ramifications, and you already see the proof that the people that have already been reported to have died and had adverse reactions in the VAERS number to be greater than the combination of all vaccines from the invention practically of them, or since the since VAERS started, I should say, until now, because normally after like 25 deaths, they shut down a vaccination program. You can't have that and then expect that the human body and all people is going to be resilient enough that no one is going to start dropping like flies and dying. And so, body of Christ, what I've been saying in my videos a lot lately, 
is that it is our job to make sure that DeMar Hamlin doesn't die, to make sure that these people, as this starts happening and people start being in shock and not knowing what to do, where do I go? What do I do? My loved one just dropped dead and we have to be there. What did I say on my video earlier this week? Are you ready to raise the dead? Jesus said when the disciples came to him, why can't we cast out these demons, Lord? You told us, you sent us out. We've cast out so many other demons. What was special about these ones? Jesus said, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. And this is the question that I posed to you in a video I did like two days ago. I think it was New Year's Day or something. If you had to be completely, legitimately honest with yourself and with God, do you live a life that is pure and holy enough to raise the dead? Because if everybody around you starts to drop like flies, standing there saying, I don't have the answers, isn't good enough. I've been to funerals where I thought to myself, I'm about to make a scene. Because this person shouldn't be dead. This, fellow Christians, is your great commission going into 2023. This is our great commission because it doesn't stop with DeMar Hamlin. How many people, Leah, in the United States have taken this jab? Millions. This is, is going to affect them. Whether it's this year or next year or the year after that, or maybe in their 70s, you know, 20 years from now. I don't know when it happens, but it's the, 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 the boatman's going to come knocking for people that took these things. For a whole plethora of reasons, the main one being it's experimental and designed to harm. And the other one being they were trusting in something besides God to save them. And so it is going to be our job to help these people. So I hope that what happened to DeMar Hamlin yesterday is a wake-up call. You're so good. We are so good at shouting, you shouldn't have taken it. You shouldn't have had it. Look at you. Look at this happen. Yada, yada, yada. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Well, you can shout it's so wrong until you're blue in the face. But you shouting it's so wrong isn't going to save the people that already took it. So what are you doing in your life? What am I doing in my life to make myself ready to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Because when everybody around you is dropping like flies and they come and they go, you know, I kind of half wondered when we watched that sports anchor on um, ESPN live praying, we couldn't hear him, but we just watched him. And I kind of had a joke in my head. They found the most religious guy that was there and they're like, would you pray? I so actually have a longer clip of that. If you want so to what's going to happen As this progresses, because it's just going to progress and get worse, is they're going to be looking around and saying, who's the one that can pray? And most of you that are watching, you're going to be the one in the room that they all know is the one that the, the most religious. So, so can you pray? Doctors are there to do the straw thing when someone can't breathe. They, they come and they find the dentist. Like, well, you're the dentist. This person can't breathe. Can't you poke a hole in them and put a straw in them and make them breathe? They're going to be coming to us, guys. 
And the only way that we're going to be ready is if we're living a pure and righteous and holy life. And for a lot of people, that's going to mean pulling away from sports. That's going to mean pulling away from entertainment. It's going to be getting in your prayer closet and getting close to the Lord. And that's what I have to say. Oh, that's so good. Um, in other news, uh, the House, for the first time since 1923, has adjourned with no speaker. Um, and if you guys want to uh, stick around, we could do a separate show on that. Do you want to do a separate show on that real quick? We can. On just Facebook or? Um, we can do it wherever you okay. want to do it. We'll do it. We can do it on Facebook and on Okay, we're going to come Rumble. back and I'm going to give you an update on where the house is. It's kind of in shambles. Give me 10 minutes. Give us 10 minutes. We'll be right back. Okay, all right, you guys listen. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We love you. We are praying for DeMar's healing and we are praying for the healing of a nation before it even happens. Not even, it's, it's happening right now. It's happening all around us. DeMar is just the figurehead. He's the, the person that people know that they saw it happen to. But it's happened to so many other people, and we need to be praying for them as well. There are yeah. other people around the country and in hospitals. Athletes that you don't know that have been injured because they, they didn't have the big have name. Have been pushing their yeah. when you when you have the vaccine and you push yourself to that extreme. Yeah. Then it's it tends to have you tend to you're more likely to have a cardiac event when you push yourself to that extreme. I read about one um, cardiologist who had to give C um, chest compressions to two people running a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Two. What are the odds that two people fall down having a heart attack while they're running they're, a half marathon? They're starting to act like this was normal. And guys, please, please recognize that children having heart attacks, that people having to have chest compressions in the middle of a half, half marathon, these are not normal things. Right. Maybe a, th maybe a 5K. Because <laughs> those aren't people aren't really in shape yet. These are not normal things, and they're making it so that we're used to it. You know, um, kids getting childhood diabetes and all of these things, rheumatoid arthritis, none of those things happened to children prior to the mass vaccinations. Right. None of them. Okay. Now, we could continue here, and I could just cut it later. You want to do that, or you want me to do a whole, launch Let's a whole other one? Let's just launch the one, because okay. I feel like I don't want to have people come for this and then get the Ohio okay. House. Okay. All right. Thing. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we will see you in just a few minutes. Bye, guys. Side.